the Jews pray three times a day all their life as a lifestyle. How many times does the believer praise a day? The Muslims pray five times a day. The Jews pray three times a day all their life as a lifestyle. Plus radio. They do it whether Plus they are happy radio. or not, whether they are under attack or not, whether they are blessed or not, uh, whether whether they are sad or happy. They just do it. It's a lifestyle for total takeover of the world and of our nations. And all we do is to pray one or two times and think we've made it. No, only Plus prayer radio. becomes Plus a radio. lifestyle. Continuously praying in the morning, praying in the afternoon, praying in the evening, praying in the night, praying at midnight, unless we fuck. Here on Plus Radio Kumasi, your ultimate radio experience. It's a Friday evening. We are back again in service to God and country. Um, today is the eighth day of the seventh month, July, in the year of our Lord 2022. We are back again. Sorry once again for the delay. And um, you know, we're working with machines and some technical issues. But in all these, however long the night, the dawn shall still break. We are back again in service to God and country. Last week, we couldn't come. Um, we are sorry, we apologize for everything. We apologize for everything. This is me, my Ghana, here on Plus Radio Kumasi, your ultimate radio experience. Okay, so straight away we go to um, uh, introduce our topic for this evening. But before then, um, we are here once again on the 8th of July in the year of our Lord 2022. My name is Emmanuel Kweku from Paul Manson, affectionately called Madiba. And I'm here with um, Mr. Benjamin Sapon, and we are ably supported by Miss Thessy Gambra and the team. And we have a big package, a whole lot of packages for all of us we're looking at the international monetary fund bailout the imf bailout and we're asking how we got it how did we get here as a country and then we also look at arise ghana demonstrations and matters arising you know last week um arise ghana um, group 
um, held a two-day demonstration and we um, saw or witnessed a series of events or happenings. And so we will look into the story and we shall speak to our guest for um, tonight, Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif, who is a social commentator and a political activist. Um, it's a huge package for you this evening. It's my Ghana on Plus Radio Kumas. And like you know, it's never a dull moment with you guys. Once we are seated, we have a great package for you. And as always, we'll start with the online portal review segment. Uh, with the online portal review segment. And then we continue to the Madiba segment. It was supposed to be next week, uh, last week, I beg your pardon. But um, uh, how do I put it? Due to some circumstances beyond our control, we couldn't have the um, show. But today we are going to have the Madiba take. However it is, we are going to have the Madiba take. And then we shall go on to the phone lines um, to speak to the guest for um tonight so um stay tuned stay connected this is mama in ghana here on plush radio kumase eja naso but then the president his excellency nana adodankwa kufuado has something for us and before that something comes today it rained for about four hours in the garden city of ghana kumase so in view of that the president is saying this we want this we want that but the attitudinal change that will enable us to be able to make a to bring value to these demands that is always left out up till today whilst as the Ojong, uh, river is being drenched there are still people at home who when the rains come think that the easiest way to deal with death in their houses is to throw it out into the gutter center those things have to come to a stop we all have to speak to each other in Ghana to bring those things to a stop. Because if we don't, no matter the investment that we make, at the end of the day, we'll be back to square one. And I'm not prepared to spend your money in that way again. And so that was the voice of the president, His Excellency Nana Adodankwa Ekufuado, um, when he uh, paid a working visit to the Ghanaian community in Canada. So it's still about the perennial flooding. The rains are not stopping, and he's asking us to um, to drench the Odor River and to be very mindful of um, what we do and how we throw garbage or rubbish into our Gutters. So quickly we go on to the online portal review segment. But before that, also see something, say something from the Ministry of National Security. The state security agencies are doing their work and playing their role as they must. They are very vigilant. Ghana being an oasis of peace simply tells us that they are doing their jobs. So you stay vigilant too. So if you see something, say something. So if you see something, we should say something. So on GhanaWeb.com, we are seeing something and we have to say something. Um, Alan Chamantin says, Ghana first, Alan Chamantin, share of 2024 flag barrage bed. I'm sure um, it's because of this um, IMF brouhaha. And then we also have, um, why Buzia believed Nkrumah was leading Ghana towards fascism only about two years after 
became becoming president only two years after he became president and then this is coming from dr mark Esibe Yabua, who was the chairman of the finance committee of the seventh parliament and now he lost i think he lost his seat in 2020 he lost the parliamentary bid in 2020 um he's saying that government should scrap training allowances school feeding other flagship programs i don't know why he's saying that maybe it's because of the imf program and then ghana's only billionaire who lives in a forest the story of dr kopneji i think i have to pay a visit to him ghana's only billionaire who lives in a forest and then we also have this on peacefmonline.com on peacefmonline.com we have ghana's trip ghana's current trip to the imf is a crying shame this is coming from occupy ghana and they are saying that we would we here representing ghana would not need the imf if the government was serious about recovering these lost and stolen monies 47 billion 945 million 579,875 ghana cities so these monies all these money um 47 billion ghana cities so approximately 48 billion ghana cities um are missing this money is missing huge this huge sums of money is missing and so they are saying that if we plug the holes that allowed them to be lost or stolen in the first place um we wouldn't need imf three billion ghana cities bailed out sorry three billion dollars bailed out and then the IMF bill out. President Kufuado has taken a bold step. This is coming from Yao Adomako Befi from Pong, who was one time the acting communications director of the new patriotic party, Yao Adomako Befi from Pong. And then this is coming from um dr Ochre ankara he crashes the agric minister's presidential dream. He's saying that he's saying that you will lose the NPP primaries. Well, now the minister of education is saying that he's against cancellation or cancelling of the school feeding program he responds to dr mark scb yaboa and then on myjoyonline.com on myjoyonline.com we have uh, there are some stories there Plus on myjoyonline.com there are some stories there on myjoyonline.com and on myjoyonline.com over 27,000 public sector workers likely to strike on July 12 27,000 public sector workers likely to strike on July 12 something is going on over here in the studio okay and then uh, we also have um Shayla battle some george butt over lgbtq plus comments this then has come again and japan's ex-leader shinzo abe assassinated while giving speech shinzo abe assassinated while be um, giving speech or delivering his speech so ladies and gentlemen listeners out there this is all we have for you on the online portal review segment okay jk
So very soon we will be going to the online portal review segment. Very soon we'll be going to the online portal review segment. But uh, sorry, the Madiba take. But before we go on to the Madiba take and delve into the conversation, um, we have some um, voices for. It's very interesting. They are saying that uh, the, the fuel prices in Nigeria is, I think, 41 CDs also but they don't have any oil that's something he was saying and uh, uh, these are some of the voices we got from the arise ghana demonstration held last week so we continue to listen to it yes to be and so sewa broni a better da gana be diesel 61 cities as at last week and then um patrol i think is 51 cities as at last week so it's 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 something and uh somebody has also written something on the placard and we listen to that also Michelle, you have a Ah, boss, you blue. 
<laughs> he has danced for 50 years but is is now getting to the age of 29 so that was just by the way um this is my mind gun on plus radio kumasi you can send in your voices and your messages to 0553-732073 and your comments are going to be read live and you can also send your message to the plus radio fan page that is if you're on it and so after the madiba take before we delve deep into the conversation or discussion with mr hamza mo sharif we have some surprise last week i was supposed to do this but this week i would do that and so straight up we go on to the madiba segment we cry for peace perfect peace we cry for peace Radio, Plus Radio. Yes, we cry for peace, perfect peace. We are back again. This is the Madiba take. This is the Madiba take. Yes, indeed, we cry for peace, but it appears that we have lost it as individuals. It appears that we have lost the respect and dignity that we accorded that we accorded to individuals especially the elderly we talk to people anyhow we react towards and to issues with no decorum we rain insults we say or we make reckless comments at and we make reckless comments to the elderly because of politics those of us who have not tasted history and its experiences are unfortunately the ones who are calling for history to repeat itself people were shot i mean people were killed for less last week exactly a week today june 30 was exactly 40 years when three high court judges together with an ex-military person was killed. Justice Cecilia Cranton Adoden was 38 years old. 38 years old. So 40 years on, she would have been 78 if she were to be alive. Justice Sarkodie was also one of them. 
and then justice could you edgy at japan and justice could you edgy at japan is the father of um mr kabna edgy at japan engineer kabna edgy at japan one time new sec new patriotic party general secretary the question we are asking is what lessons have we learned as individuals what lessons have we learned as individuals why do you pelt stones at the very people protecting you as you do your demonstration if we have forgotten in 2015 and 2016 let my vote vote count alliance somebody got one of his eye spoiled destroyed unfortunately the person died after a few years may the soul of that person continue to find eternal rest until the last day of resurrection when we all shall meet before the judgment throne what lessons have we learned from then the very people who are protecting us who are protecting you who are protecting you from external attacks as you demonstrate you rise against these people you pelt stones at them what are we doing to ourselves because of politics 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 the politician i always say don't have anything positive for us as ordinary individuals if they do it's been six years of this current government and what are we seeing what are we talking about people are saying or they are attributing the hardships to the emergence of the covid 19 pandemic and the russia ukraine war russia and ukraine are fighting but ukraine is not suffering but ghana is suffering and now to the imf the international monetary fund they told us that they have the men they have the men we don't want to mention names because we are not here for a personal vendetta but why are we doing this we cannot fight for the politician it is not a good thing if you fight for them they will enjoy with your families they would not even remember you i've always been saying this that at west or at most Ghanaians we speak english but the unfortunate thing is that we are surrounded to the north by burkina faso a french-speaking country to the east by togo a french-speaking country and to the west by la Côte d'ivoire or ivory coast a french-speaking country what are you going to do should there be an uprising should there be a revolution let's advise ourselves we cannot always fight for the politician we cannot fight for people to enjoy we cannot now let's ask ourselves the ordinary Ghanaian is suffering the ordinary Ghanaian is suffering but the government is going to the imf for three billion dollars bailout but we had the article 71 holders they are still enjoying their emoluments what are we doing now teachers are on strike condition of service allow condition of living allowances because of that teachers have been on strike for four or five days now what are we doing to ourselves are we misplacing our priorities where did we go wrong as a country the ordinary Ghanaian let us wise up let us reason up people were shot for less people went through trauma people went through a lot and some people have never regained their normal state after the june 4 1979 all through to the 1982 revolution or uprising what are we doing to ourselves
it could have been you it could have been me it could have been anybody listening you are there eating with your father and then they come to call him and the next day or two you only realize or hear that he's been shot people were shot for less people were shot for less we are forgetting our history let us not forget our history thank you very much for listening to this segment it's the madiba stake on my ghana on plus radio kumasi your ultimate radio experience we cry for peace So we are back again. That was the Madiba's take on Memangana uh, on Plus Radio. So very soon we shall go onto the phone lines to speak to our guest, Mr. Hamza Muhammad Sharif. But before that, um, on the uh, Arise Ghana demonstration, the Minister of Information, the Honorable Kojo Opon Nkrumah, has something for us. He's a driver of one of the vehicles that we attempted to. Indeed, one of the policemen told me he's a driver of one of the vehicles 
But that's an example of a police. Yeah, that they attempted to set fire to one of the buses while he was in it. Oh, yeah. This is one of the policemen, I tell you no lie, who gave this account to us. In the, in, hospital. In the hospital. He's still in the hospital bed. He was um, sitting in the bus. Yeah, he was he is the driver of one of the buses. Mm -hmm. And he says there was an attempt to set fire to the bus while he was driving it. He had to maneuver out of the place very quickly, even with the uh, uh, broken glass, etc., etc. But my point I was making is, for example, right. Section 31 says, where at any special event, any damage is caused to any public property, the organizers or any other persons found to have been responsible for the damage caused shall be liable to pay for the cost of the damage. It goes on to talk about the fact that you could even be in prison for up to about a year mm -hmm. or some uh, pecuniary fines there. These are not light things. And I think that it's a time for sober reflection so that we don't mix the substantive conversation that we need to have as a country with illegal conduct of this nature, injury of police persons, attack on police persons. Because when we do that, then we even lose the substance of the real conversation we should be having. Okay, so that was the voice of the Honorable Kojo Opong Kroma, Minister for Information and the Member of Parliament for the People of Ofwase, Ayerebi in the Eastern Region. And so very soon you shall go onto the phone lines. Don't go away. This is Memangan on Plus Radio Kumase. We'll be back in a jiffy. Like I said earlier, this evening we're looking at the IMF, IMF, IMF. It's finally here. It is not looming anymore. We're going to, well, the government of Ghana is seeking a bailout from the IMF. And then we also have um, the Arise Ghana demonstration and matters arising. So very soon onto the phone lines to speak to Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif. Hello, sir. Good evening. You're welcome to Mumangan on Plus Radio Kumasi. Good evening, Madiba. 
and um, good evening to our listeners across the country as well thank you very much we are happy to have you once again it's always a pleasure to be with you Madiba. all right uh, um so today we asking a very simple question um it's no more looming imf is here hooray to some people and well i think some of us also wouldn't like the idea but imf is here seeking a bailout of three billion ghana cities but before you start or you begin your take um what do you have to say about that your opening remarks on that yes madiba um <clears throat> like you said the IMF is here and um, for our country and imf it now looks like this relationship that we all probably might have been in in the past that uh, maybe through one fight or another you promise yourself not to go back only to go back after you know a bit of reconciliation and, and something like that because uh, <laughs> our relationship with the imf has always been there okay we've been to the imf 16 times already um so going to the imf again ordinarily shouldn't have been you know uh anything new all right or maybe generated the kind of months that we are hearing about it but i think um the last years it's just because of what has happened in the political climate over i think the last um let me say 10 years coming that is, is kind of generating this particular issue but a lot of economists objective um, let me put it this way with no disrespect to anybody objective thinkers and, and, and other people you know have looked into this and from 20 one, I guess, we're already um, asking and predicting that we should. Um, we're already asking for us to go for an IMF program, and that if we wouldn't, they were predicting that eventually we would have to to go for an IMF program. So for me, it didn't really come as an, a surprise. It was just a when we are already here. So we will embrace it and see what it comes with. But is it is it a bad thing to go to the IMF as people are speculating? Okay, so I think IMF over the, uh, the years, right now I hear they are trying to rebrand, you know, and um, kind of like always factor in the concerns of the country in, in terms of the program that they give. But over the years, it comes with some conditionalities, and these conditionalities are not always child's play. It, it, it limits you in a lot of things that you are able to do. But you see, me personally, probably because of my limited knowledge in economy, and economics as, as a whole but i strongly hold the view that until ghana until a broader extent the african okay uh, be, uh, be able to some extent um you know kind of show that we can manage our own affairs we need a big brother should always be over us to ensure that we are doing the right thing why do i say this i think the generation after those that have fought for independence have failed us and it's still that same generation that has ruled this country to this particular point that we find ourselves in. And if we are going to allow them a free hand, they would ruin us into a ditch. And by the time people that are so, you know, patriotic and have this country at heart and the continent as a whole try to bring us out, it will take us a lot more work to bring us to a position that we, we need to be than where we are now. Because we keep hearing Africa is the new ish, Africa is the new this, is the new that, that. In reality, with regards to the kind of leadership that we are seeing, it doesn't portray that particular, you know, kind of future that we are painting for Africa. So, personally, I would always want 
a bigger brother or a big brother somewhere or somebody that is ensuring that you know we are doing the right thing and we are managing things within a certain you know kind of spectrum because if you look at what brought us here which i believe we are going to go into in, in the course of the conversation we would realize that this was self-inflicted and if we don't um kind of have these uh, caps within we are going to um, increase the means that we are currently in and it, it, it wouldn't come out for anybody i don't believe anyone in ghana would want us to go along the, uh, the route of sri lanka and other fields economies and countries that we, we know about um, you just said that um, it was self-inflicted. The IMF that we're going to is self-inflicted. Um, somebody would ask, how uh, do we or did we inflict those things on on ourselves? The kind of mess, the kind of challenges that we went through. Um, is it not due to external forces or external factors? <laughs> okay, so I, I will bring the words of our vice president, and I believe this video has been, you know, circulated a lot. And a lot of other people are associated on social media. And you yourself probably may have come across it. Where our vice president questioned the fact that global, uh, you know, uh, kind of um, crisis cannot skip agriculture, cannot skip Burkina Faso, cannot skip Togo and just come to Ghana. What has changed? That's the question I would need to ask. Because even in the midst of all these difficulties, you can still see that some countries, though not very well, financially are, are you know pulling their weights you can equally see that some countries even with, with the financial difficulties that they are facing are you know going to the IMF and other bodies with a much better position than what we we find ourselves in right now and this is very evident uh, i think probably after the 2020 election you know, and a lot of neutral people have pointed this particular issue up the only problem we have um, which is also another thing that is, you. Uh, you know, uh, generating this buzz around this whole issue, is the inability of government to accept responsibility for mismanagement. I would have wished that, you know, as a government, a president, or uh, let me say the president, for example, you come to address the nation, or you have the government addressing the nation, letting us know that we are in a time of crisis. You know, and some people even swallowing their vomit by apologizing for certain comments that they may have made in the past with regards to the IMF and with regards to some mismanagement and those things. And there's no difficult, Madida. If you remember clearly, President Kofo during his time, okay, mm-hmm. he made a lot of things in opposition. And when he came, he said, look, when you're outside the kitchen, you cannot tell how really what the kitchen is. And I believe that statement alone um, galvanized a lot of neutrals and other people that may have even belonged to the opposition to also, you know, contribute the little that they can in, into helping us move our economy forward. With HIPIC, and we can all see the benefits that came out of the HIPIC and, and all these things. But just yesterday, I was listening to Alan Chomantin, a gentleman I respect highly. Okay. And the presidential <laughs> aspirant. Special aspirant, you know, so whether we like it or not, Madiba, in the not too distant future, we will have another election. Sure. It will either be an election mountain, it will either be a Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, or it will be a former president, Mahama. That is the reality that we are facing with. You know, so these people should be able to bring some new that we are having in our country as of now. So when you hear a potential president of the country 
shedding you know a blame and not taking responsibility for certain actions and still trying to go through and those things then you begin to wonder the kind of future that we are trying to even build for ourselves in the first place and personally i don't believe that the imf in the long term whatever program that this particular government is going to to, to take from them in the long term is going to help us in any way it will only give an opportunity for um, subsequent governments to also engage in uh, other forms of mismanagement that would uh, eventually lead us to a much harsher IMF program um, 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 again. For example, when Mama went to the IMF in 2015, we were given a little under a billion dollars, right? Yeah, we I think it was IMF. 900 million dollars. 900 million dollars. Yeah. We are with IMF again and we are asking for 3 billion dollars. Yes. Tell me not that every time we are going, the magnitude of the problem that we are facing is 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 much higher than what the previous one is. So, how do you develop in that sense? Hmm. What lessons do you learn from these um, programs that we go to and, and all these things? And I, I think probably because they are aware that some of these opportunities are there, that is what also encourages them to do or engage in the mismanagement that we are seeing. Oh, okay. But I, I read a post on one of the online portals. I think um, uh, that is peacefmonline.com. And this is from Occupy Ghana. I would want to quote and then we'll ask you of your take on that. They are saying that Ghana's current trip to the IMF is a crying shame. That is coming from the Occupy Ghana. And before I go on, I would ask you this. Do you side with them? Do you agree with them that Ghana going to the IMF is a crying shame? Madiba, um, Occupy Ghana, I, I have a personal problem with Occupy Ghana, which is the fact that I don't believe in their credibility and in their integrity. I don't. And it's personal. I'm not saying they, they are not. It's just personal because we, we've seen how Occupy Ghana operated in the past. Okay. And we see members of Occupy Ghana giving juicy positions and, uh, and what have you contracts and what have you in this particular government and we are seeing how they are operating you understand so based on that particular factor i, I would not i would take every anything from occupied ghana with a pinch of salt i only even take my time to read over whatever they are presenting until i see a similar movement like what they did in the past i, I wouldn't um in a way um what, what would you say tolerate anything that is coming from them but with regards to that particular view I okay. think, yeah, it's true. I agree with them. I agree with them that it's a shame because uh, we've been there. Our but finance minister. But hello, but, are we not being yeah. harsh on government? But, but government is not um, a joke. Okay. It's not child's play. And I, I don't think anybody will come and beg you to come and do either. You present yourself with policies and um, certain innovations and um, you know, a, a kind of correct thinking and addition for the country. And based on that, we vote for you. We want to contract with you. So even when you come out to tell us things like we are not going to the IMF, it's only madmen that go to the IMF, it's um, people that don't know how to manage the economy, we have the men and all those things. All these things are verbal contracts that we are having with the people. So when you turn back and go to the IMF and still don't even have the decency to come and apologize to the masses that you've lied to, you know, and not told the truth over the years, it, it, it cannot be qualified as nothing but a disgrace. And 
that is the situation that we are dealing with now. Okay. But um, uh, still on the Occupy Ghana something, I just want us to look at the content. They are saying that um, we would not need the IMF if the government was serious about recovering, recovering underlined these lost and stolen monies. And guess what? You have to listen to me very well. 47 billion, 945 million. 579,875 Ghana cities. So, a little, I think, 48 billion, about 48 billion Ghana cities are lost or stolen monies. And they are saying that if we are to plug the holes and then to retrieve those monies, there wouldn't be the need for us to seek for the IMF bailout. You think so? Definitely. I do clearly. And you see, when the Auditor General report and, and, and other things, we've seen how many have always been mismanaged in this country. And you see, when, when you go a bit into financial literacy, okay, even on a personal level, you will realize that it's not really about the amount of money that you get. It's about how you are able to manage the little that you have. So you see people that receive very little, that are better off than people that receive a lot more. It all has to do with how you are able to manage the little resources that you have or that that is at your disposal. So we have always been calling. Personally, anytime I, I, I get an opportunity, I call that people need to be held accountable for certain things that they do else in office. The minority over time has been calling for, you know, a kind of audit into how the COVID expenditure and you know monies were were used and all these things and a lot of neutrals academics and all these people are calling the government so if it is about a government that is serious it is a government that you know really has the interest of the people at heart i don't think this is perfect okay, it's okay. something that we easily do yes we can even do it on the two-way side whilst we are seeking an imf uh, bailout or whatever we can establish some kind of update into the system to get people to surcharge people to get people to refund the money because we don't have money the reality is that the country is broke and no matter the amount of money that imf bills out to us if we are still not able to block some of these loopholes this money still will go through corruptions and at the end of the day we'll find ourselves at where we, we started let me just expand this particular answer which um, in 2015 when we went to the IMF the IMF gave us 900 million, right Madiba? Okay. The IMF gave us certain conditions those conditions were very very um, you know, draconian let me put it that way, very harsh conditions and what have you I think it was, I, I don't know really that they missed the year, but I think it was part of those whole conditionalities and what have you, that the nursing and teacher training allowances and all these things were taken off. Sure. And we so at that time, the government went to the uh, homegrown program when they did the Sanchi uh, uh, forum, indicted a lot more people. Unfortunately for us, the MPP, that was the biggest opposition party at that time did not attend this particular program probably for political reasons we understand so if they all have gone there if we have guarded the mindset of all these people but i don't think they were oblivious to the kind of discussions that were going around the century forum right so yeah. i i might give you the balance of payment credit that you needed at that time 
you used it into the economy. In 2016, there was a change of government. Came 2017, two new oil fields came afloat. A lot more money that wasn't in the economy in 2015 and 2016 were now, you know, um, pumped into the economy. We attended doing so. There was new opportunities that were coming with the inflow of what do you call it? Electricity and, and what have you that we are coming. So this was an economy on the footing of success. But what did we see? We saw that when the government came and extended the IMF program to, I think, somewhere 2018, it opened up the floodgates. The debt to GDP started going up. Because at that time, those blockades and, and the big brother overlook of the IMF was no longer there. So it gave the government the opportunity to engage in more borrowing, employ people that we don't need in certain sectors, go with certain pro projects that are very questionable, and you know a whole lot of other things were done. When you see a government that is doing uh, less than $25 million for an architectural design, when we are comparing that to the world tallest building in Dubai, $1.8 million, then it means there is a fundamental problem with the government. <laughs> is it <laughs> yes, of course. And that is basically where we find ourselves in this particular means that we, we, we are getting ourselves into. If this, uh, right now, I, I would want us to tone down a bit on the blame game. Okay. I would want to see government accept responsibility. I think it's very important the president uh, or maybe the government in general accept a certain form of responsibility, apologize to Ghanaians, and invite the opposition in for uh, you know a broader discussion about the future of our country in terms of the economy and how it should be managed and, and, and those things. If we finally agree that look, certain expenditure like um, nursing and teacher premium allowances, certain things like free SHS, we need to review it to make sure that. People that can afford pay for their kids. We need to um, review the nursing and teacher training allowances to make sure that monies are given to people that really need it. Because currently, as we speak, if a minister's son is taking nursing or uh, is a teacher training, it means that that minister who is an Article 71 office holder, that we are paying with a lot of taxpayers' money, son or daughter is equally enjoying some of these allowances, which ordinarily should have been to the less privileged in society. So we need a broader view of all these things. And one kind of economic plan that would be acceptable to both parties. So that in case in 2024 we have a change of government, there will not be a need for that particular government to also bring on board a short-term economic policy okay. that will derail the gains that you know this government may be able to get through this economic um, IMS program that they are going for. That that is my humble opinion on this. If not, we'll be going this merry go round, and at the end of the day, the country would suffer for it. Okay, I I would have a question for you with um, regarding the opposition coming in to solve the issues and blah blah blah. But um, you hold on. Um, there is a question for you from Ben. Yeah, yeah Hamza. Hello, Hamza. Hello. Yeah, hello Ben. I can hear you. Okay, sure. All right. Um, once again, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. But then I have, my question is that uh, you see um, now we've had two phases of the government right now. I mean, this. I mean, we are, we are about to end two phases of this Ekufado-led uh, government right now. And uh, on the face of it, it's as it's as if the 
past four years which was the first them looks quite better than this four years we are in right now and i want to find out that can we attribute it because now everybody is crying about this whole imf whether people who understand who don't understand we are all crying about what imf is going to do to us but and um we realize that when this akufa led government was coming into power we were, we were still under this whole imf regulations something and we, yeah. we, we saw that things were getting better i mean as compared to when we left and we were on our own so isn't this imf really like a blessing in disguise for us Hello, Madiba. Yeah, hello. Hello. Yeah, I kind of down a bit. Yeah, um, I was saying that um, when this Akufa-led government was coming to power, we know we were under the IMF regulations and a whole lot of things yeah. coming to us. And then, I mean, we couldn't hire workers, we couldn't pay as much as all of these things. But now, now that we have left the the IMF and now we are now on our own, it looks as if um, now things are really getting out of hand. So, isn't this yeah. whole IMF program like a blessing in disguise for us? Okay. So, um, hello. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, um, if I if I get them right, he's trying to make a comparison of when we were in the IMF program and when we left the IMF program. Yes, yeah, sure. So, in my initial submission, I made a point that personally, I am told the African again exhibits that we can manage our own affairs i would always prefer a bigger brother watching over us because with regards to the first term of Akufuadu, we can even go back to the first term of loss where you see that when they come in at least the first two to three years it's, it's always mostly um a bit more uh, better or even comparatively, the first term is always more better than the second term. If you compare Moses' first term to that of John Mamma's first term, Akufabi's first term to the second first term that we are, we are doing. I, I've not done any research into it, but I, I, just looking at it, you could tell that what always happens is that when there's a government, the government puts in some structures within the first four years. Those structures um, kind of derail you know, so moving in, uh, within the last four years, so you come in, you have a lot of, uh, within the first few years, you are setting up a government, you are appointing people, and all these things, the, the third year, you are, you are doing other things, and what have you, the fourth year, so the real economic management and impact on all these things starts from the fourth year onwards when there's an election and those things. So they start building up again, and at that time, they are setting they either send us to an IMF program or something. So when the next cycle comes and there's a change of government, the change of the, the incoming government comes to benefit from the text of the work that was done by the previous government. So they come, and if you see from 2017 coming, all the growth that we saw in the economy and all those things, what really did the current government do to kind of materialize those growths? That's a question we need to ask. The 8% growth that was coming in in the economy in 2017 and those things, what extraordinary work did the current government do to realize some of those goals? So, with the IMF program, it limited certain things that they could do, and it gave them access to money to be able to roll around and, and do their things. But after that is done, then you are free like a bird, to fly again and do whatever you want. So what do you do? Get to GDP starts going up. Because they are borrowing. They are borrowing to do things. They are borrowing to do... They are no longer managing. Because at that time, when Mama took us to IMF, 
you could only replace um, somebody that is going out. So you cannot do any extraordinary employment and all those things. So when someone is retiring, when someone has been sacked, this was when you could replace. Okay? So, but when IMF leaves, they are no longer watching you. They believe that your economy is stable enough to stand on its feet. At that time, political appointees, um, they are increasing. We are having about a thousand staffers uh, at the presidency. You hardly know what they are doing. We are doing one day on what ministers. We are paying these people. We are paying that people. I, just, I saw a, a, a document of how much we pay as ex Russia to people in all these days. And uh, it's, it's mind boggling. You understand? So, so that is the problem. We have not really exhibited that we can manage our own affairs because whatever money is coming with you, you should be able to manage it to the point that you that is the money that you have to spend. But just in 2021 budget, what happened? If you take interest payments, it takes salaries and compensation. It's, it takes over the whole budget. Before even you come with capital investment, you come with um, administrative costs and all those things, the budget is done. So you have to go and go. If in 2016, we're paying interest of about $10 billion. Right now, we're paying $35 billion. How does that translate to economic growth? You understand? So if we don't have a longer-term economic policy where all the parties will buy in, knowing that, look, when you come in, um, this is it. Your policies that you are bringing on board should fall within this longer-term economic policy that we have. We will always find ourselves going back to the army. And we've been there for 16 times. If this is up to that will be the 17th time. In how many years? So, averagely, it means in every three to four years, we run to the IMF. That, that cannot be a very good image that we would want to paint for ourselves. Okay, so um, back to the question I had for you. Um, you're saying that we should invite, the, the government should um, eat the humble pie and then to invite the opposition for them to Georgia and look at how things will turn around. And you think it's going to be that effective because they are hungry for power. They've been in opposition for about eight years. You think they are going to give their heart out? The reality on the ground is that, look, if you come to power without solving this particular economic that we find ourselves in, you will not have a country to, to, to rule. <coughs> what would you rule the people with? What would you, we are in that, it is that dire, it's that mercy, if you look at it, because almost every tax handle that we have right now has been collateralized. Very soon, I can bet my last coin that maybe individual opportunity will be collateralized. How much do we get from our mineral resources? And even with that, the royalties through a Japan are also, um, you know, if succeeded, are also going to be collateralized. So, there's no money from anywhere. And you see, this particular government, my personal issue with the government is, is the fact that they try to defend everything. And it's kind of like a PR governance. And PR governance would only work to the extent that people can feel, you know, the impact of the things that you are talking about. So let me set an example. It, it doesn't matter the number of economic jargons you use, the number of... Uh, uh, you can waxy local about any economic terms and uh, you know policies and sloganeering and all those things. It, it, it's not what that matters. What matters is what we feel, and you don't even need eyes to know that the economy is, is, is that difficult. Let me give you a classical example. Okay. Last year, 
I, I had a base salary, okay? So I, I was spending based on the salary that I had last year. This year, my salary was increased. I'm just giving you a typical Ghanaian example, right? What that means is that I should be able to save more than what I was saving last year. Because there have been an increase in my salary. I'm fine. But the truth of the matter is that I am saving far less than what I was saving Plus last year radio. when Plus my salary was far lesser than what it is now. Plus radio. And that is the Plus economy. Radio. That is the economy for me. So it's, it's more about you to come on TV and tell me that um, you've done one district, one factory, you've done this, you've done that, you've done that, and it means that you are a better manager of the economy than the previous person. Far from that. How has, right now is not a point of um, sloganeering. That was for the campaign. Right now, the question that every government appointee should be asked, uh, answering is that how has the one district, one factory affected us in terms of local production and in relation to the city depreciation? Because if you are producing things locally and exporting those things, it means that it's going to strengthen your city. Sure. So if the CD is still depreciating, then you cannot tell me that one district, one factory is a policy that I should applaud you for. That's the point. So if you come and you say that I have um, employed more nurses, I have employed more this thing, more than the previous administration. Okay, fine. How has that um, employment that we are doing relate to the population growth that we have and the number of unemployment? So if the percentage of unemployment in 2016 is far better than the percentage of unemployment now. The normal members cannot go to defend your, your point that that particular business is a point that we should applaud you for. If you come and you tell me that, um, what's the other one? Um, okay, in, in the course of the conversation, if I remember, I'll, I'll talk about it. So, the policies planting for food and jobs. If you tell me that food is widely available and blah, 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 look, availability has a relation with affordability. You can have a thousand um, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, and whatever you in Ghana. It doesn't mean that we can afford them. And to the point that we cannot afford them, it's not available for us to use. That's true. That's the point. So even if you see your a great minister not eating the humble pie and going along this route, it's an issue. And why I'm saying that we need a longer term than which um, everybody being involved is the fact that, look, Right now, I want to see our chiefs, our religious leaders, um, other opinion leaders that are highly respected in this country, coming and saying, look, enough is enough. We understand the political, we understand the whatever that you guys want to do, but we would want more a forward-thinking development plan for our country than whatever games that you want to play. So that whatever the Akufa administration is implementing, when Jomana comes, if she should win the next election, it shouldn't have a cause of being away with it. And the only way you can have a cause of being away with it is if he's involved in the planning of that particular economic plan. And we Ghanaians should be able to demand that from our leaders. And we should be able to force the NDC, the PPP, the TNC, the whatever, to sit on the table with the government to kind of like, um, you know, come up with a plan that is acceptable for all. But the government now is the bigger brother. They would be able to facilitate this meeting that I am suggesting, and we, we, I, I, I would really hope that um, the president and the government they eat the humble pie and go along this 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 road. If not, we find ourselves in another IMF program in the not too distant future.
All right. Um, uh, thank you very much, Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif. Hello. Thank you, Melida, for having me. It's always a pleasure to be with you. But before you go, there's one more question for you. Yeah, um, Hamza. Hamza, can you hear me? Yeah, hello, Ben. Um, your voice is a bit bad. Is it okay now? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's a bit okay. Yeah, so um, we, we know you believe in us very soon, but we want us to, want you to educate us on some of the things that, if we are to go for this IMF bailout, what are some of the things that we should expect? Uh, hello, Medina. Maybe can you summarize the question? Yeah, so we are asking that if we are to go or if IMF are to accept uh, us for the bailout, yeah. what are some of the things that we are to ex to expect as a country? Okay, so um, definitely I've, I've heard from some experts that right now, because of the rebranding that the IMF is trying to do, they um, mostly would not touch a lot of um, social interventions, you know, because these are the things that really affect the poor of the poorest. So they, they mostly have a soft spot for, for those particular issues. But um, right now, we are going for a, a balance of um, balance of uh, pay policy, something like that. Yeah. Um, which, what that means is that you are spending a lot more than you are generating, right? So we should expect um, measures, including maybe introduction of new taxes, um, maybe increase of certain taxes that are already there, and maybe some. Uh, 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 we you know look at certain issues that we are having. Maybe free institutes. We can have some stagnation in terms of building of schools and other things. You know, maybe not probably the payment of fees with kids and those things, but um, in terms of development, capital infrastructure, and all that because those are major. Um, what do you call it? Uh, capital intensive projects. So we may we may be expecting that the IMF will say put a stop to this. We look at free SHS where some people are expected to pay or allowed to pay maybe some cuts in certain, you know, government sectors and all these things. So it, it, it's going to be a very bitter kill for us to swallow. I can attest to that. But it's not going to be very easy. I would want us to, to take it because we don't have an option. There's no option. We don't have access to the financial market. And until we go into this IMF program, to be able to bring down our debt to GDP and other things, I, I doubt that we can, you know, have any option rather than that. And engagement, listening is what we should need from our government now. Because, but you realize when the um, rating agencies came out with their report, what the response from the finance ministry was. Yeah. I think that reality is now biting us now. <laughs> so, a lot, a lot of things are going to be placed on us. So what uh, the experts are suggesting is that let's look at ourselves first. Let's come up with some homegrown policies to go and tell the IMF that, okay, if we take off maybe teacher and nursing training allowances, which personally, on a personal route, I would want them to take off. They can redefine it in a certain way that it will target those that really need it. But I don't think it should be something that should go to everybody. So if the government can come up with some of these policies and say so we will take it off and by that it will still have this amount of money and that. Um, rather than employing a lot more people into uh, the, the bigger places, GMPC and other people that we are paying them to 15,000 Ghana cities monthly for new job basically done or 
paying three, four people for a job that one person can do, if we can re you know, develop the private sector to accommodate a lot more people and lessen the burden on, on, on the government piece, I believe the IMF would be reasonable enough to look at these things and, and, you know, and go along with it. But if we are not ready to do that and we go there, when they come and they see some of these numbers, three is spending this amount of money, that's a lot. They can just, you know, take it off and say, look, don't do this again, don't do that again. So now the government should be able to, and that's why it needs everybody. That's why it needs everybody. Everybody that can help with regards to that homegrown policy should be invited and be presented. In that case, we can decide how we want to, to either die or how we want to, you know, recover from this particular disease that we find ourselves in. If not, it, it will be much more devastating than what we saw in 2015. All right. So, once again, thank you very much for your time this evening. Thank you very much, Madiba. And thank you to our listeners across the country as well. All right, so just gone by is Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sharif. It's for us. Everybody, come and sit there, guys. Do the guys. It's no nasty, bruh. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Nigeria. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Oh, they don't need baby, no. Oh, they scan the guy, So that was. Um, and this one says he's a dancer or something. So let's listen to that. Michelle, we need a man who's good at blackass. Ah, it's a man who actually wears blackass also. Ah, boss, you're blue. I saw you're blue. Can I vote for the communist canal? I would do play. I was saying, I don't know for all the two candidates. I better go. I don't know. I will go to the nation. Where are you, baby? Let me a dancer. Where are they? Dancer, my brother. But that's a minister of the way. I'll do that in the area. I'll take that in the world. I'll go to the world. I am. How many years in the water? I got 15 years. Water for 15 years? Yes. How many years? Well, we got 29 years. What, 29 years? Water 15 years? Yes. We got 
Arise Ghana demonstration. Next week we shall we shall look into that. So thank you very much, Mr. Hamza Mohammed Sherry, for your conversations and for your time. We are most grateful. And so thank you to you all for joining us by ear, voice, and text. It's been an educative encounter. And so before I sign off belated birthday to Mercy Nanaya Amponsa uh, who lives at Atonsu S line happy birthday a belated wish to you of course and then belated birthday to Gideon who lives at Ajoso um, have uh, belated birthday enjoy your new age as it comes and then a belated birthday to um Ujam, i call you my daddy you celebrated your birthday yesterday july 7. i wish you long life with strength and uh, more money so once again Ujam, daddy happy birthday to you casablanca we are going but um, last week friday was exactly one year that blast radio started operations we started coming on air from podcast audio podcast to plus radio and the future looks exciting and the future looks great are you ready so happy um anniversary to us here from all of us um from our chief executive producer mr benjamin sapon um to mr sigambra all of us nanama um from poma and nanama um, ac Benes, um raboni sofuima um, nana Ousu, and then jonathan and ishmael and the other ishmael so from all of us and myself madiba we say thank you very much to you all we are one plus red you at one to god be the glory and so this evening i was ably supported by mr benjamin sapon with monumental support from mr sigambra not forgetting the technician on duty udru um thank you very much for the technical work and being the quasi producer we appreciate your time
and then passing through was Edith. Thank you very much. The only thing that sustains humanity is hope. Until we meet again same time next week, may the Almighty God be with us all. God bless. Good evening. Manage him, boom.